Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm John Haley, sitting in solo today. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Um, so because I'm the only one recording today, we'll dispense with the banter and pleasantries and get right into the heart of the matter. So today we're talking about social media advertising. And, you know, especially with the COVID-19 pandemic, it seems like people are spending even more time on social media. I know I am. Um, if you get the screen report uh, summaries from your iPhone, um, you've seen a really shocking increase in the past few weeks. And it makes sense. You have to engage in social distancing, but you still want to engage with people socially. So where do you go? You go online, social media. So as you start to do more and more online, including advertising, we wanted to cover some rules, some regulations, and just general best practices to keep you out of hot water. So we're going to start by talking about what you have to include in your online marketing. Now, we've already covered this in a couple different episodes, but it's always good to start with the basics before we jump into any other topics. So online advertising is anything that could be reasonably interpreted to try and obtain business in a non-tangible format. And that could be obvious marketing, like the posts I've seen flying around recently that say, when the quarantine's over and you're ready to move away from these crazy people, remember that I'm a realtor. Or maybe, you know, slightly less obvious marketing, like posting tips or ideas people can do while in quarantine to get their house ready to sell once the quarantine's lifted. In all of your electronic advertising, you must have your license name, the firm's license name, the city and state where your place of business is located, and the jurisdictions where you hold a license. Now, all this information can be in the advertisement itself, or you can include a link to where all of the disclosures are, so long as it's not more than one click away. This means that your disclosures would need to be on your main profile page on social media, so that if anyone saw your post, which was an ad, and they clicked on your name to go to your profile, they would see all the required disclosures there in one click. If they had to click, you know, about me or some other part of your profile once on that main page, that would be two click, and that would not be in compliance with the regulations in the Code of Ethics. Now that we know what you need to include in your online advertising, Let's talk about a few ways that agents might find themselves in trouble. The longer people are stuck at home, it seems like the higher the need to vent gets. If you're in an online forum, and whether that's you know, Facebook or some other platform, you want to watch what you're saying about other real estate professionals and probably about everybody else as well. That's right. Your mom's advice growing up was good. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. And there are a few reasons for this. First, Article 15 of the Code of Ethics prohibits realtors from knowingly or recklessly making false or misleading statements about other real estate professionals. Now, it's possible to say something mean that is truthful and not misleading, but still, think twice before you post something. Another potential issue is antitrust law. Now, under antitrust law, there's a prohibition on group boycotts. That's where a group of competitors agree, either explicitly or implicitly, to stop using the services of a particular company. And oftentimes you'll see realtors sharing experiences or thoughts on particular vendors, especially when they've had a really bad experience. We always get asked why you all can't share your experiences when there are sites like Yelp and Google that allow people to rate their experience all the time. And you're right, there are lots of sites available for the public to review businesses. But there can be a big difference between a public review site and a closed online group. In fact, we've seen posts where agents have said, 
you know, if we all stopped using them, maybe they'd change their business practice, dot, dot, dot. And that, my friends, is a group boycott. Another item you may have on your to-do list that you're starting to tackle that isn't exactly advertising, but it is online and could get you in trouble, so it fits into the theme of this episode, is getting former clients to review you or finding other ways to improve your search results. Let's start with getting clients to review you. Positive testimonials from actual clients is a fantastic way to show your value to future clients, and so it's great to reach out to clients and ask them to write a review. One hotline call we got asked whether an agent could do a drawing for every former client who wrote a review by a certain date. And that's fine, but with a few things that you need to be careful of. First, you want to make sure that everyone who writes a review, good, bad, or indifferent, is entered into the drawing. You shouldn't tie entries to the type of review you get. So no one entry for a one-star review, five entries for a five-star review sort of thing. And you need to pay attention to who is writing the reviews. If you've got a celebrity or influencer in your network, the Federal Communications Commission has guidelines and rules related to influencers providing advertising or reviews that must be followed. And if you're looking for ways to improve your online presence and search engine optimization, now is a great time to do that. But you want to make sure you do it in the right way. First, and hopefully obviously, do not do anything that is deceptive or misleading. Do not manipulate data, meta tags, or other information that will boost your rankings and search results. One example of what not to do is an agent who was new to the area. She saw one of the top agents in the area and decided to blog about this other agent. Now, everything the new agent said was true, but because she used the more established agent's name so many times, her website actually came up ahead of the established agent's when people would search for the established agent's name. Don't do that. And while it's not technically false information, you are using deceptive practices to manipulate the search results. So now we're going to give a few legal hotline questions and see if you guys can guess the answers. If you can, I won't know because I can't hear you, but go ahead and try to guess it yourself. First question, can I do a drawing for former clients who provide a review? Well, like we just said, sure, there's nothing that prohibits this, but you may want to think about any parameters, like is there a deadline to provide the review? Does it matter how the former client provides the review? So is it to you? Is it on Yelp or another platform, etc.? Next question, what should I do if I think the group on social media may be violating antitrust laws? And the first thing you should do is state that you do not agree with what they're saying and then leave the group. We like to call that loudly disassociating. Uh, make sure you didn't like or react to the post in some way. If you did, remove your reaction or clearly state your reaction was to the post before it went off the rails. And then make sure you don't take whatever action was being proposed. So with all that in mind, how can you manage your risk? Look at everything you're doing on social media and ask, could this be seen as trying to get business? If so, make sure that all of your disclosures are no more than one click away. Update all of your social media profiles to contain the required disclosures on your main profile. That way, they'll never be more than one click away from any post. And stop and think before you post. Is this something that could hurt your business in the future? Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available through streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Thanks. 
Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and we disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2020. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available on your Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.